Hey, welcome back to the Isaac Jarnigan Podcast. Today I talked to Che Knott. He runs a creative media agency over in Florida. He makes uh, marketing collateral specifically through video production for uh, products and brands. And he's just always, always been on top of social media since a very young age. We do pretty similar stuff, so it was kind of fun just talking, see what he's up to, seeing the differences between us and all that. A lot of good insight coming from him. Let's get into it. That is set up goals back there, by the way. Oh, yeah? With the monkey. No, so it's, um, dude, I love, so I've got up here, um, it's my shoving with, like, I got some pop figures, like, the few things that I really care about, they're all up there. It's, like, Liquid Death, uh, V Friends, uh, RC cars, and, like, some pop figures, Pokemon, stuff that I care about. This was one of the first pieces of marketing collateral and print, physical print, that a location that I was working with actually put, like, one of my pictures on, which is that Spider-Man thing right there. Uh, that was one of the first photos that they ever put on print. I was like, I have to take that home. And then a bunch of gear and stuff like that. Two LED lights. Got some longboards up there on the top. Uh, I got an oh, yeah. ever-growing collection. And then yeah. the desk set up behind me is actually my friend. So he moved down. He, he and I have been friends since we were like, hell, um, five and four, five, six years old. And so he just moved back down from Georgia. So we got him set up back here to help out with like the business and stuff. So it's pretty dope. That's sick. So he gets to look at your beautiful stuff. He gets to, yeah. <laughs> he gets to, he gets to be back there, and we do the collaboration. Super cool. I love like, you know, I always like the idea of like working alone. But then when he got here and set up the desk, I was like, oh, it's kind of cool having somebody else here like grinding right alongside you. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. for sure, for sure. Talk to me about the friends. I mean, I've heard I've heard the general pitch of it or whatever, but I haven't looked into it. Um, what do you have? So I don't own any of the NFTs, um, okay. but like, so VFriends, just the general overview, Gary Vaynerchuk started um, his NFT line called VFriends. It was a, he likes to doodle. So he just created a bunch of doodle characters, um, animated them and brought them to life with the team and created NFTs behind them that grant access, different levels of access to different things. Yeah. He hosted a convention based around it and stuff. So the stuffed animals that I got back there, um, the gorilla and the wizard, I just got them because it was Gratitude Gorilla. That was the one that really mattered. Um, and then I forget what the the trait of the the wizard, but the wizard was just the, he only had two. So it was Gratitude Gorilla, which I really cared about. And then it was the wizard. And I was like, okay, well, I might as well just get both. Yeah. Um, and so I got those originally because I, I really just, I wanted the reminder. I like the reminder. I like what they stood for. And... Gary played a big part in my, in the early days, 16, 17, 18 year old me's hustle, 17 and 18 primarily. And then, um, I've got the Pokemon figures up there. Pokemon was a a staple of my childhood, bro. Like Pokemon Ruby Red on the DS and stuff was my, my jam. Um, and then Liquid Death, because they're one of my favorite marketing, co- they're, they're one of my favorite yeah. companies out there purely for the marketing aspect so of it. Clever. So clever. So, so my girlfriend actually got me the Martha Stewart candle when they made it. So that's what's yeah. up there is the Liquid Death candle. That's awesome. So they have, like, they had, they had cheaper plushies and then obviously, but the big thing is that they want you to own these NFTs to get access to like, you know, VCon and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's the idea. A lot of them also have like different perks. So there was one called like the gift goat and the gift goat basically like every month or something like that. And you get like a different box of stuff from Gary. Like it's kind of dope. Um, but those yeah. were also really expensive. Um, <laughs> there was the pod, there was the uh, podcast Panther. That one, you get like a podcast session with, or like a multiple podcast sessions with Gary. Those ones are going like 40, 50, 60,000 dollars. 
oh. uh, worth of, worth of ETH. There were some that were like ten to twenty. I almost minted a few, but it was like it would have cost it cost like a thousand or two for me to mint it. And at the time, I wasn't prepared to spend that. And I'm is that i didn't bro because now i'm like ah like the the value that that those people got was just so outsized compared to how much the expense was but it's just it was short-term savings is all it was yeah no just for him to tie in one of like his desire of creating cartoon characters with the new idea of you know nfts and stuff so clever it's like one of those moments where you're just like oh gary like i would have never expected that but it's a hundred percent what i expected from you at the end of the day, it's just like, it's kind of showing that you can do whatever. Like, there are no rules. <laughs> like, yeah. everybody acts within these guidelines and stuff. But, like, yeah. screw it. You can sell digital characters if you want to. He's a millionaire, but whatever. Like, he's got yeah. it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so that's one of the two places that I, I remember. I don't remember where we met. It was either through Onkit or it was either through a Gary V chat. Do you know Onkit? It was through, it was through Onkit. Because okay. Anke introduced us, and then were you in D Rock's network? N- not in his network, but like no, no, was... no. There was a there was a, a group chat called D Rock's network. No, that we created. No. no, okay. Um, that was the group chat that we were in, but I wasn't in it with you, so it would have been through Anke. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I always posted in D Rock's connection like posts where he posted the picture of the office. Yeah. and said connect below here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anke is who we met through, which is. Awesome. Yeah. You still keep in touch with him? He's he's been going to uni in Canada, bro. He's been loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't kept in touch with him recently. Maybe the last time we talked, uh he he like was always like, Once I move to North America, I'm getting a hoodie because I made hoodies. Yeah, yeah. He bought it, was like showing it off and took photos for me. It was a cool moment because he's been talking about coming to North America for years. So that's so awesome. Yeah, 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 big time, big time. <laughs> where did he go? Was he, was he like in the northern? Like, um, where was he? Did he come to you? Where you were by him? No, he just. Uh, I, it wouldn't have been. I didn't have the international shipping figured out at that time, so he wouldn't be able to get it while he was living in India. So literally, he just came to North America. Oh, you're saying made, when he? Okay, when he's in. What you? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It just made shipping a lot more easier and doable because, you know, yeah, 16, 16 year old Isaac didn't have international shipping <laughs> figured out at the time. But nah. Not quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you involved with uh, trendsetters at all, or was that purely an Ankit thing? That was just Ankit. So, Ankit, yeah. I, I had a conversation with the guys over at trendsetters at one point, and um, they were thinking about trying to bring more people on board and i don't know if i just didn't fit the bill at the time but i never heard back so i'm not sure if it was wrong timing if i didn't fit the bill or whatever but i've I've had conversations with them they're really cool people on a call they're they're super chill guys very clear very straightforward which i appreciate i like that so love them but anka's the only guy that actually got to work with them at right group. yeah just cool 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 opportunities there um Tell me a bit more about just what you do day to day. Day to day, like in in like daily routine, day jobs. Let let's do let's start with like work, and then we go more routines as well. So work wise, I'm I own a creative production agency based in Florida, and what we do is we work with businesses doing between a million and five, and they come to us when they need their creative handled. So if they come out with a new product and need the marketing collateral, product images. 
and um, ads created for that if they want to create a brand campaign for it, if they want to create a product marketing campaign. Um, we are ultimately just a creative production agency. You come to us with a need if you need to pro promote something. That is the idea is we're going to create all of the photos, videos, graphics, GIFs, and otherwise that would be used in typically Facebook ads, YouTube ads, and stuff like that. So that's what I do most of the time for me is running that agency, um, working a lot with clients. I bring in a lot of other contractors and a lot of other videographers and, and just creatives that help me on the actual day of the shoot. But everything else behind the scenes is just me. I'm just rocking with, with what I got. Yeah, yeah. And I've been a big fan of like seeing your website over the years. Uh, you you say to me that it isn't effective, but man, they can look at it. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. Because I'm just looking at it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's actually useful here. I don't get enough traffic, though, to like yeah. actually make a fair judgment. I think I just need to, I don't know. I don't honestly, I don't even know what I need to do. It's just ideas yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm stuck in that game, too. I feel like, you know, I did mine through Squarespace, and I'm like, can I get that cool-looking website through a, a builder like Squarespace? And then I update it, and I'm like, oh, I feel great about it. But then it doesn't do anything for me. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I guess it gives people a place to look at portfolio, or yeah. it looks cool when I can put it in my bio, and it says IsaacJardigan.com, you know, <laughs> like little things like that. But at, when it comes to forms coming in, I don't know, not too many. Yeah, I don't, I, I haven't gotten, I can't say I've gotten a single gig through my site, through a, uh, just somebody scrolling through my site, never having spoken to me. Most of yeah. the people that know who I am find me because I reached out to them or they followed me on socials prior. So they usually reach out like that. Or they book a call through a link that I send them or tell them to go to the website and do it after I've already spoken to them through like LinkedIn or something. I don't I don't have a ton of people that go through the website and I think that's just I mean, maybe it's SEO or maybe it's all all of the possible things I could spend money on to make my site better. Um, I did have a local agency. There's an agency that they, they work like I don't know, ten minutes from my house. They have an office and they're a web design and creative agency similar to mine, but I focus more on the production side. They do mostly the web design side and they built my site for me. So I worked and it was a custom WordPress site. Yeah. 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 I'm too cheap to be doing that, but I want to be. My, my brother works for an agency and they make beautiful sites. And I'm like, ooh, one day, one day. Depends on, depends on what you're selling, bro. Like at the end of the day, like if, if you're just selling you and in, in your time and like you just have some photos you want to show and some videos and stuff like that. Like there is no reason why you can't do that on Squarespace. I mean, yeah. I hate Wix, but you could even do it on Wix. You could do it on yeah. any of those, you know, block building websites, even like even Pixie set. And, um, what's the other one? There's a, there's another like one that's used by photographers. That's, uh, that's pretty common. I don't know. There's, there's yeah. Pixie set, uh, that's really good. They you can just build a block website. Even even the the Adobe websites are kind of leveling up too, just like the basic really? ones that you get through the I suite. Seen yeah, them. I've seen I've seen a few that they're like they're like almost there. It's still pretty cookie cutter, but you don't really need too much with a website, you know. Uh, I think they're just meant they're the Behance sites, right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've seen them like at the end of the day, those are more meant for like portfolio builders or portfolio show offs to so get just a single single page or two page, you know, here's what I do, here's my contact, like 
those they're pretty basic but if you want to just show off your site make it real clean those sites are really great right and i think i think we're caught in a season where you know the the industry is saying like oh we need you need a linkedin if you got a linkedin you're hip you're cool or whatever but like we're not quite to the point where it's like everyone needs their own personal website yet so just kind of having a domain connected to anything is like a step up in my opinion i mean Mm -hmm. so it's fun but ultimately it's just it's just a place to show off your stuff that's more formal like you get to people ask for a website and they're asking for you to guide them through who you are and your experience. Like they don't have to search for who you are through socials and watch, read all your social posts. You just go through your website and that's your opportunity to guide them through a story about who you are, what you do, what you stand for and get them pumped up about like the idea of working for you, which is what I'm really working on on my website. Like my website looks pretty, but I don't know if it gets people hyped up enough on my, on me and my process. That's one thing I want to figure out. Yeah, it's a whole game. I mean, and there's so many aspects to it. You know, the the size of a typography or putting in the right portfolio piece at the right spot. Um, I I always I always look at some like way high end site, like you know, an Apple site where like oh my god, and they put on the VR headset. I'm like, oh, I want to buy this thing now. How can I do this? <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm a team of one. I probably can't be quite there yet, but it's kind of ah. Uh, it's not necessary right now. Like I don't no. think I don't what, even when I invested in my site, I was early. I did not need yeah. to invest all the money that I did in my site at the time that I did it. Uh, frankly, I wish that I didn't. I wish I waited a little longer. I just just yeah. had the ego in me that was like, I need a I need a custom site. Yeah, it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the one that's wowed me most recently. Have you seen the Lyrical Lemonade site? The updated one. No, but I can I can take a look at it Dude, now. Give 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 that a look up. Just lyricallemonade.com. They they took on a 3D aspect to their website and it is crazy. Lyricallemonade.com. Let me take a look. I think got uh enter Hey yo, this is like <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> Let me try to let me try to screen share one up here quick. Oh, so sick. I can like, whoa, so they're tracking points around the freaking lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you go into every single page, I know. This is a Little Big Planet like video. Like this is a Little Big Planet. Did you ever play Little Big Planet? I did not, no. No, bro. This is like, oh, this is so good. It's got that feel. Did you pull up the YouTube tab yet? That's one of my favorites. Like the videos? uh videos yeah it has the video in the lemon so sick dude i mean that is innovation right there i mean it is it's, 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 that's dope yeah, yeah yeah so lyrical lemonade i got i have a group of about um let me grab them quick i have like eight polaroids of just people or moments that have just inspired me that I just am like so stoked about so mm-hmm. just so you can know more about me I'll share one of them is Cole Bennett which is the guy behind Lyrical <laughs> um, that's dope of, have you heard of Cole Bennett I've heard of Cole Bennett yeah 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 anyways like super cool dude and then just always innovating the game especially with that website and just like anyone who can bring in ideas like that and make an empire like that like how can you not just fall in love with that model you know that's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This website is freaking gorgeous. I know, dude. Uh-oh. I'm getting ideas. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Idea uh, brainstorm. Here we go now, dude. Now, now I, I looked into the 2D websites. I couldn't really find anything, but uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be probably innovated that more. Facts. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but why the heck did you get into, like, um, ice baths? <laughs> so I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to do things that are, I want to do things that are not common. And in order to do that, I believe I'm, I'm trying, I'm working to adopt this idea that in order to do extraordinary things, I cannot do ordinary things in my day to day. So I can't do what most people do. So what can I do? A lot of that is going to the gym. A lot of that is taking charge of my health. A lot of that is being a more active and healthy human being. But the next part of that to continue to level up and grow is pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. In January of 2022, I started with doing cold showers. I kind of discovered people were like, take a cold shower. Like, you'll feel great. I'm like, okay. You know, shocking yourself with cold water. All right. So I started doing those and I felt spectacular afterwards. And I got to the point where like, yeah, the cold showers, like they're never pleasant. I don't love taking a cold shower. Sometimes I actually do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is perfect. But most of the time it's not like that. And so I wanted to, as those got more comfortable and I wasn't pushing myself that hard anymore, I wanted to find something else that would push me much, much further. And so for me, the ice, the ice baths were something that a lot of people were starting to talk a lot more about. And I listened to a lot of Andy Frasilla. He's a, a really successful businessman. And uh, I recommend you listen to his podcast if you don't already. Yeah. And he made and he talked about on one of his shows, he's like, all right, I tried the ice baths. I'm sorry for any time I've ever dissed it, but it's one of the best things I've ever done. And I felt good. And I was like, that was the last person I had to hear say it before I tried it. So I found somebody selling a barrel, like a 55 gallon metal barrel for like 25 bucks on Facebook Marketplace. Drove over, she was like eight minutes away, bought it from her, washed it out, filled it with water and started doing ice baths. And uh, the first couple, I didn't get enough ice. And I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. And I was like, well, what if I just got it colder? And I put more ice in it. And I was like, oh yeah, this really, really sucks. Yeah. And um, and I just, I've, I've kind of settled in a sweet spot where I know exactly, you know, how much ice I need to get a really, you know, religious experience. And I've just been doing that near daily. So I don't do it every single day, but there are, most of the days I can safely say on average, I do it probably every other day, every three days or so. Yeah. How long you been doing that? You said two months, maybe month and a half. Yeah. yeah. I just started. Right. And so you, you definitely heard of it before. Uh, remind me his name. Andy Frisella. I've heard of it, but I heard it from it from a lot of other people. So I, I started listening to other podcasts and stuff where people were like ice baths are crazy. And I've heard about them. I've probably known about ice baths for like a year. Yeah. I probably knew about yeah. it for like a year, just over a year. And I was like, that's crazy. That's wild. I would never do that. And I got to a point where I was like, well, I have to do that in order to like, I almost, I started trying to adopt a, a mentality of like, if something makes me uncomfortable, I have to do it. And so that was something that I was like, I really don't want to do that. Well, now I have to do it. So I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ice baths and it sucks, but. I have, I have a lot of them on camera, so that's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. No, I saw... I, 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 thought, 
I did some, uh, I do drink reviews on my story. So I like, I try new energy drinks and stuff and support my caffeine habit. And, um, I did a, a taste test video and in the ice bath for the first time. And I'm in there like shaking as I'm trying this drink. I'm like, that's really good guys. You're going to be great. <laughs> I'm shaking. I haven't posted it yet, but I'm, I'm like shaking in that video. It's so funny. Yeah. You just, you write off those drinks, say it's content or how does that work? Write off like it, like the expenses. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, bro. So what's funny <laughs> is I actually, I actually ended up working with a brand after I did a taste test video like that. Um, they were like, "Yo, we actually love the content that you make. We have an event coming up in a month. Do you want to go there with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can do that." And we just did expenses. So I did the event for free. I uh, recorded a couple, you know, I recorded a ton of like clips for them. Created a couple post you know, finished pieces of content and then handed them the rest of the raw footage to do whatever with. And I just did it on expenses. So for the whole weekend between travel, room and board, it was like 500 bucks or 600 bucks for me and my girlfriend to go take pictures. I took video, she took photos, created a lot of content. And then they ended up working with us for a couple months after that, doing some social content. And it became a client that paid us over $10,000 over the course of the months that they were working with us. So I was like, okay, I got to keep doing this now. Like if I can get a client that can do that, I'm like, shoot. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I made, I made, uh, I made well over a hundred taste test videos and on like the 70th or 80th one, uh, that brand saw what I did and was like, yo, your videos are actually fire. Uh, let's keep going. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was dope. And that's just the definition of consistency. You know, you're a, well, I, I value you as a person, but from the outside, say with me, we're no name people. I mean, and we're just no, I'm this. I'm not even here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you just do something consistently and it runs into that. You know what I mean? Just the right social media manager sees you tag them at the right time, scroll decides they want to scroll through your feed real quick. And yeah, yeah they got a minute on their hands. They scroll, they see it. They're like, oh shoot, like opportunity. Yeah, it's it's consistency. You get in f with by doing things enough times, you get in front of the right people at the right time in the right moment. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't see that when you're posting drink seventy three. You're like, wow, this review sucked compared to the other ones. I've got nothing from this. Why am I doing this compared to like getting that step in the door uh, mm -hmm. that first time? Oh, and there's you do love energy drinks, so there is a lot to love. But you you know what I mean too. I love them so much, bro. I have them. So what I do is I, I either have like two cups of coffee in a day or I have an energy drink. And for the most part, that's what I stick to. I don't have both. I don't mix them up, but that's what I do. And I have them all the time. And anytime, anytime I go to a gas station to get a drink, I'm looking for something new so I can get my fill, get my high on the, on the caffeine, but also put a piece of content out there. The best part is that I literally just set up my phone, record, and it's just a story post like I don't do anything I don't post any reels I don't do any editing or anything to them I'm not I'm not doing what like Keith Lee does with his food reviews and stuff but the the videos are between like 30 seconds and 90 seconds and I just post them in my story and people love them bro sometimes when I don't post for a while people are like yo where are the drink reviews I'm like you guys watch that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. let's go let's go yeah. yeah yeah sometimes you forget um I was I did the podcast for a few weeks posting those clips every day and I'm like Literally no one's seen this probably, but whatever, I'll keep doing it. And then I, I go out in public for the first time. You know, we're both pretty inside people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, every single person I talked to talked about, uh, they saw a clip on some random platform. Yeah, bro. You know, like, yo, it's working. Everyone's uh, like, bro, I saw the videos you're putting out. I'm like, it's good. 
Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, hundred plus drink reviews, one opportunity, but a hundred percent worth it. Absolutely, that's what I love about that. I mean, the client. I mean, not to get into the details, but they weren't my favorite client in the world. But it's a start. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what what got you what got you started doing random crap like this and getting into starting your own brand and creative stuff in general? What what got you started? It's hard to pick one defining moment because I don't think there was like one defining moment rather than a series of life events. So my parents have always owned something. They've never been day job people for a few reasons. Um, originally, like my dad owned a skate shop in Miami, so they did that together. And then when, when they had me, they, uh, my mom was looking for like preschools and stuff like that and places to like take me for my early education. And every time she was just like, I don't know if I want to send my kid away for eight hours a day every day. So they ended up not doing that. And my dad had a business and we, you know, they spent a ton of time with me and I've always seen that. And then 2008 came, had some issues, and we ended up moving to a different house and started, they started a different business. And I've always just been around people that are constantly building or doing something. My grandfather has owned many used car lots. So he's been in the car business, uh, real estate people, stuff like that. So I've, I've had that around me for starters. I've always liked the idea in my head, like, I was not the kid that went out and did lemonade stands. I was not the kid that like went out, did it. I was not the Gary Vee where I was like out figuring out what intersection I should put the signs at to get the best return on the attention that I was getting. I was not that. But I was fascinated by the idea of it all the time. I was like, if I could sit and I could sell things and I could make money, like, whoa, that's cool. And um, I've always kind of had that. And I, I feel like I've always kind of had that in me is, you know, how can I make this my own? And as that developed and developed and developed, you know, into my teenage years, I started, uh, I got into performing arts and I loved acting and song and dance performing on stage. Like I, I still do. I love it so much. And every part of me was like, how can I do something where I'm not just relying on a bunch of other people to accept my audition but how can I get notoriety so that like they want me there or how can I create my own thing so when I put on a production it's like easier for me to get in not just because I'm there but like because I'm talented and I'm there like what can I do to make this to be bigger than just a struggling artist that's working at a coffee shop to pay the bills while I go to 17 auditions an hour so I always had this in my head of like what can I do to make this bigger pandemic rolls around and uh well, I guess I shouldn't jump forward that much. 2017, 2018, 2019. I'm diving deeper and deeper and deeper into the soul performing arts world. And I'm wanting to go bigger and bigger and bigger into it. And I'm slowly starting to like, I wanted to build up my social media presence because I just discovered, just discovered Gary Vee. And I was like, yo, I could like build a social media following and then I could like do something bigger than just being a struggling artist, you know, like I could do this. It could be cool. Social media might be my ticket. 2019 rolls around and I start figuring out, I'm like, well, if I can't be in the short films or on the stage, I can still be around it. How can I do that? I had a little bit of photography skills under my belt, just barely. 
And so I started taking like behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that, like just any way that I could be around it. So I wanted to do more stuff. I wanted to be involved in the production and I wanted to be involved in all the stuff that's like, you know, if people want to perform, they just want to perform. But like I wanted to be involved in everything and I wanted to have a hand in everything and I wanted to own a part of everything for lack of a better term. So that was my mindset going into everything. 2020 rolls around, pandemic hits and I can't go anywhere. I didn't like that very much. Yeah. Play video games, watch TV for a few weeks. Like it was like three, three weeks, a little more, a little less that I was just playing video games all day, watching TV, just waiting for it to be over. And I got incredibly sick of that. And so I just started putting my mind to stuff. I started, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour days just watching YouTube and uh, learning about how to use the camera, photo mostly to start, photo mostly to start, took a lot of pictures, got into a lot of different hobbies, tried a ton of different stuff, leathersmithing, forging, a lot of fun arts and crafts type stuff. Um, just really tried to try a bunch of different things. Found photography was kind of cool, kind of liked that whole world. The fact that like I could charge people to like do something that I already kind of enjoyed was dope. And then discovered video, Peter McKinnon, Daniel Schiffer. I was like, shoot, dove into that. And I was like, this is really cool. And then people started telling me like, you could charge for this. And I'm like, cool. Like YouTube videos started telling me like, you could charge for this. And I'm like, okay, how can I do that? So mid to late 2020, when some of us were starting to kind of lighten up a little bit, um, I started reaching out to people and offering to do free work. I did free work from mid to late 2020 until mid to late 2021 you know, just spent a year doing every project that I possibly could. Started charging for gas expenses and general production expenses. And then eventually started charging on top of that to actually start making money after that. That was my mid to late 2021 into 2022. And 2022 has been figuring out how to actually grow the business beyond just being a freelancer. Because my ultimate goal is to build wealth that is very difficult to do as an individual. You can have a lot of skills. You can make multi many millions of dollars a year by yourself. I'm not looking for many millions. I'm looking for a lot more than that. And so with that, I've been very focused and driven to try to build something that's bigger than just me with a camera. That's actually me with a bunch of other people with a bunch of other equipment making a bigger dream happen so it can be more valuable to people. And inevitably, I can pay people, pay it forward to the people that have done well by me and make a bunch of money and myself and provide a lot of value to the world. So I would say getting started was a lot of just me not being content with how things were and wanting to do something bigger and try something new and continue to push forward and be better than everybody else around me. When everybody else gives up, I want to keep doubling down. And my progression has just come from there. Yeah, that's awesome. How do you stay... Uh, the kid I talked to that just released this week, Kate Hansen, recommend it. Love the guy. Um, he talked a lot about staying present. How do you do? You, how do you stay present um, in a world where both me and you are very discontented and focused on the next day? What's your definition of present? Um, not being anxious about. Uh, trying to figure things out too fast or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you drive yourself crazy to the point where you're anxious that you're not at a certain spot yet. Therefore, you're not present in that day. Focus on right. the tasks in that day. I am though. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I am present. I'm saying I do drive myself crazy. 
I'm yeah. I'm not I I have not yet become great at letting just letting it go and yeah. understanding the great thing like I understand the concept that great things come with time. That doesn't yeah. change the fact that I would like to grow and learn faster yeah. when there is a yeah. limit to how fast you can grow and learn. Yeah. So I would say generally societally speaking i would consider myself poor at being yeah 100 present at all times yeah. because and i'm right i'm right there with you man yeah. it causes a lot of like it causes some rifts in my relationships that are closest to me um but i've also gotten rid of most of the relationships that are close to me so it's like yeah every, i don't yeah. do a lot you know there's no there's not a lot of glorification to be had about the lifestyle but i'm not sure that i would be able to survive without it Right. In any other way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weird thing. We're we're uh I use the term progress whores. We're whores. <laughs> <Some> progress. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's just, <laughs> there's just something about progressing that I can't get done with. Um, and I love it. I'm not I don't I don't like this notion that there's like People tell me that what I do is unhealthy or that the way that I live isn't healthy or that, you know, you need certain amounts of social interaction. You need certain things. And like, sure, maybe you do. Like, maybe you would kill yourself. Like, I like to take it really vulgar, like you might kill yourself if you had my life and I might not want to live if I was in yours. You know, people that go out all the time, people that are constantly taking a break because they've had so much work, even though they spend two fucking hours on their phone every morning on social media. I'm like, yeah, you have too much work, whatever. Uh, you've been you've been so busy. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a lot of a lot of people. You know, they're like, it's so cool that you run your own business, but then when they actually like get to know me, they're like, it's not a cool life. I like it a lot. I love it. I'm really happy where I'm at. Like I not happy in, in like the general sense, but I'm very fulfilled. Yeah. I feel good doing what yeah. I'm doing. I don't feel good when I don't do what I do. I don't feel good when I right. I don't feel good when I take a break like everybody tells me to do. Like, you know, just take it easy. Like come out, come out with us for a day. Like that does not make me feel better at all. Yeah. 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 I'm running into that too. It's it's uh a lot of a lot of advice coming, but I I have a hard time um, digesting it because it's like it genuinely just doesn't work in my spot. Um, I totally well. That. Who's the? I mean, it, it could work, but it also like could not work. It's all depending on like what you want. Also, exactly. consider who the advice is coming from, because yeah. if it's like if it's your loser friend from high school who's like playing video games most of the day, or even if he's like doing something or he's accomplished in his job there like do you want his life if you don't don't listen to his advice <laughs> yeah yeah. his or her like no matter yeah. where it's coming from like right unfortunately some of the people that are close closer to me i i don't want the way that they live i have no interest in living the way that they do yeah however with their relationship to me it makes sense that i should listen to them and when i don't it becomes frustrating so like yeah. you are, it is very tough. Yeah. But if you don't want sure. their life, you don't have to listen to them. Exactly. Because not everybody, like some people want to go out to raves all the time. And some people want nothing more than to sit at home four weeks out of every single month 
and work on them and their biz or and do nothing and just focus on themselves is for yeah lack of a better term like right what what life do you want you know people are like you're gonna regret that when you're older i'm like you don't you don't know anything yeah like yeah they get that idea like my notion and i could be wrong about this but my notion is that those people that get that idea of like you're gonna regret it when you're older they see people who never did anything with their lives miserable at 60 and their message and think that that's where i'm gonna end up motherfucker i'm not gonna end up where that guy is like i'm not gonna be where that guy is i'm not gonna be miserable with my life and um it's very tough for people to see that until you're there. So I have trimmed down on my social intake dramatically because uh, not everybody's not everybody's here for it. Right. Yeah, totally. And one thing I really took from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk that I really liked is his um, 0.01% analogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always, I always go back to that. It's like... There's these point zero one percent of people that are actually gonna be there for you if you're if you you know, in whatever, in your highest highs, your lowest lows, they're always gonna be there. Um, and that's that's who I put some of my advice in. Um, but the ninety nine point nine nine percent, um, the people that aren't gonna be there, they're only gonna be there for your highs, um, it's it's hard listening to them and you shouldn't listen to them because they're not gonna be there for you. Um, totally. And that doesn't mean you have to be like a douchebag, but like, no, you can also be like, look, bro, I'm, that's not at all what I want. Like I've, I've, I've potentially become a little too comfortable with telling people when I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of times I'll be like, that sounds miserable or that sounds terrible. Or it's, ah, it's probably something I should work on a little bit, but I, I've just become, um, I'm doing what I'm doing and like, cool. It's cool if you're not here for it but right this is what i'm doing and this is what i'm gonna work for it mostly comes in when like i go to bed pretty early i don't want to stay up late i don't want to stay up past like 10 bro so like you know because i like to get up early i feel better when i get to bed early i wake up early so when people are like nah but it's so fun you know those midnight hours i'm like i used to be that way but i don't want that anymore and so when they ask me that i'm like i'm good it's really not what i want right now and people are like oh but come on bro i'm like it's it's just not what I want. Yeah. You're selfish. Ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I, I can respect that that genuineness. Um, something I'm working on for myself. You know you know the habits that are gonna put you in a good direction. And you also know when you don't know too. That's that's part of the genuineness is you can say, I have no idea. I don't have this trait or whatever. I really respect that. Um, just a but, willingness to be entirely transparent with your motives right and right. people get uncomfortable with a lot of transparency i think at least in my experience and so the only people the only person like when you when you try to cater to other people the only person you're doing a disservice to is either is yourself if it's you physically doing something for other people or you're only doing them, you know, if you're like, if you're not being honest with somebody or like they ask for your opinion, you don't give your honest opinion because you don't want to hurt their feelings. The only person you're hurting is them. Right. Right. The only person that you're hurting by trying not to hurt somebody's feelings is them. Because right. in five years, 
or in a year or in two days or in 10 years, they're going to get a rude awakening because every single fucker like you lied to them. Mm -hmm. So it might be helpful if they cried a little bit now, but they actually got, got some stuff done in their life later. And I've tried to become increasingly comfortable with that idea and being willing to be transparent with people about everything that I think, say, and do. And that has backfired, but it's, I, I believe that I'm doing most of the people around me a service and standing true to the values that I believe in. Just like anybody will tell you, like in sales, like stand firm on your price, stand firm on your values too, bro. Like if you're the type of person you get to bed, like for me, I get to bed by 930, up by like five or six, sometimes earlier if I want to, whatever. And um, I don't really want to eat ice cream all the time. I don't really want to eat like shit. I don't, I don't want fast food. So I'm like not going to eat if I don't want fast food. Stand on that. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. What, what are you working on? What'd you work on today? Today? Today was incredibly slow because I woke up. I, last night I went to bed feeling like, like I was like, oh, something's coming on. And I woke up this morning like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, you got the throat. I, yeah. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't in great position uh, this morning. Yeah. So this morning I, I shot a big, I shot a big wedding uh, a couple of days ago. What's today? Monday? Monday? I shot a big wedding two days ago. Shoot, that was two days ago. Um, and so I uploaded all that footage, let my computer sit for like three hours generating proxies for six hours of footage. And um, I was sorting through some of that. Uh, yesterday I got some, we went to a, a convention yesterday where like a bunch of cosplayers were and took a bunch of pictures. So I took a bunch of pictures of people and sent them galleries if they wanted to like buy their pictures and stuff. So I got those all edited and sent off last night. Uh, today I got those, those, um, some of the, some of the footage sorted, not a lot of it, but, but I got some of it, like I'm trimming it all down so I can just drag and drop when I create the actual videos. And um, I wrote a couple LinkedIn posts today, and I scripted out two YouTube videos that I'm going to record here in the next couple of days. So I got two two scripts I'm working for for my long form content. That that was today. Other than that, my girlfriend was here earlier, so I was just relaxing a lot with her. She and I watched a movie together. I don't watch a lot of movies, so that was a big big thing for me to sit down for two hours and do nothing except for eat away my brain. I hated it, but it's okay. Do yeah. it for her. Um, sat watched the movie and just spent a little bit of time together and then she headed back home. So it was, it was a nice relaxing day. Just yeah. I was, it was rough. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, how many, I, I was actually, I was second shooting a wedding same day as you. So that's kind of yeah. funny, but, um, I only say yes to weddings when people go way out of their way to ask me, how about you? Do you go out? Do you go after? I don't weddings? do. I, th that was my first wedding that I filmed that was my yeah. client. So I've always yeah. done second shooter gigs because I've always enjoyed working for other people in that environment. Yeah. I did not want to, I didn't want to become the wedding guy. You know, when it came to photography, I stayed away from weddings because the paycheck is great. And people are like, bro, you just get one wedding a weekend and you're set. I'm like, yeah, but then you're the wedding guy and all you do is weddings. And I'm like, I don't want that. So I turned away a lot of weddings. Actually, I would literally pass them on to other people and gave up a lot of money for it. And same thing goes with video. I'm like, I don't want to do a bunch of weddings. I don't want to be the wedding guy. So I took this one because it was a referral from a friend of mine who I wanted to I wanted to do my friend a solid. So I did this one. 
using my experience from the last weddings that I've done with other people. And I'm kind of hoping that it comes out good. <laughs> I know the footage came out good, but like when I go to put the final product together, I'm like, yeah. I'm just hoping that I'm able to put something good. I, I know I will. I'm just, I don't even know what direction I'm going to take the film yet. So we'll yeah. see. I don't do weddings a lot for video. I mostly second shoot and then photography. My girlfriend is a wedding photographer. She is the wedding girl. She does weddings, uh, senior senior photos, engagement shoots, couples photos, family shoots and stuff like that. She's like the portrait photographer between the yeah. two of us. So yeah. she does a lot. And then I'll second shoot for her most of the time. Yeah. 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 Um, are you just doing like a, like a four to six minute kind of recap kind of thing or did that's what, the idea? So gotcha. it's, uh, my deliverables for that is one film, one winning film, which is between four to eight minutes. I left it really wide. So I didn't, I wasn't set to an eight minute film. Wasn't set to anything. I'm just like, I'm going to make the best damn film possible. And if it's a three and a half minute film, it's going to be a three and a half minute film. You're, you're good. You'll be fine. You know, right. if it's an eight minute film, I hope not, but it, yeah. you know, it might be. Yeah, that's that's what that was. So it was the the wedding film, which is the main deliverable. A recap that's like a, it's like a highlight reel almost. It's like a, a think of it as like a hype reel, like a, a sixty second like yo, this is gonna be lit teaser. Think of it like a movie trailer. So we have the film, which is the movie. We have the trailer. That's I have to do that in the next like couple of days. Um, so it was those two, and then uncut video, uh, that is the full length ceremony and toast speeches stuff like that so gotcha that's that those are all the deliverables and i have i have two months to get most of that stuff out so a month and a half um i would like to deliver in a month and a half to get most of that stuff out the highlight reel i think i have to get that in the next like week or two yeah yeah no it's kind of fun i was just shooting helping my roommate shoot one of them. it's kind of fun just having three angles of the wedding and watching him cut between the satisfying shots and of course i loved my part because i just gotta you know throw on a telephoto lens and get some satisfying shots you know I'm like hey I'll, I'll do that why not but yeah I, with weddings i like to say like i'll do one a year maybe if i get asked but that's that's enough for me <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I too don't want to be the wedding guy. I'm only going to take them by referral. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to put out there. I'm not going to like be super public about it, but I'm going to have a kick-ass portfolio that I can show people. If I get a friend of mine who's like, yo, you did my friend's wedding. I'll be like, okay, you know, we'll rock. I'll do it. I'll take the $5,000. Sure. You know, but, um, or four, four to six, but it, it's not going to be something I'm going to like create a different page for push out, you know, I did, however, I wore a GoPro most of the day and I would turn it on and off at like bigger moments. So what I am going to do is create some like behind the scenes, you know, getting the shot versus what the shot looked like type of uh, content. I'm going to make some of those pieces of content purely for like the cinematic aspect. I want to show off like what it looks like getting the shot versus what the shot looks like to give some like, oh, that's what it looks like. Because I don't know about you, but I always watch content. I'm like, but what did it look like when they actually like tuck that shot? Like, what did that look like? Yeah. And it, there, nobody really does that. So I would like to do like a shot for shot type thing where I show what the shot was and how I got it based on the recording that was on my chest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the content creator in you too. You're not gonna shoot a wedding without making a piece of content or two, you know? And I kind of like I want it for like 15 years from now. Like I've even enjoyed like so. 
I've actually lost a lot of money in a lot of my shoots because I'll go out of my way to unpaid people well, but I also hire another person or two other people that are not necessary just to film ridiculous amounts of BTS and take behind the scenes photos. Even a year, you know, a year ago, I'll look at some of the pictures from a year ago and I just love looking at the process and like what I was doing, what I looked like. And like, I love that so much. So I want that footage for like a year from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now to show and be like, this is what I was doing on January 15th, 2023. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a fun aspect of it. Um, and it's one of the it's one of the pros of content creation that you don't think about. It's like, oh, you get to make content about whatever you want, blah, 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 and brand deals or whatever. But also like you get to see yourself. And you get to document yourself, you know, yeah, all those, you know, bro. Casey and I start talking about the daily vlogs or whatever. Like he always gets to look at stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah, bro. Do you watch Logan Paul at all? Uh, Like what does he put out now? Podcasts? He puts out podcasts, but he also puts out like some films and stuff. But bro, did you see his engagement video? I haven't seen it he yet, made? but I've saw, bro. I saw in little content. Watch the full video. I was, I was. I was going to cry. Like, dude, his storytelling abilities. But one big thing that stuck out to me in that video was how much footage there was of just a cell phone, a GoPro, Polaroids that he takes that were just his life, bro. Like, he just does that. Like, he is always filming himself without a crew. He's just putting up his phone and recording stuff, bro. And when I saw that film, I was like, it's going to be awesome for 80-year-old Logan to look back. Like, no matter how you feel about the guy, 80-year-old yeah. Logan to look back and see all those videos that he took on his phone when, with him and Nina together or with him behind, you know, backstage at WWE or, yeah. like, it's going to feel so good Yeah. to look yeah. at that stuff. And when I saw that film, I was like, I need to do better at documenting, just recording my, on my phone all the time, everything that I do. Yeah. 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 No, it's so far so far and you're doing a good job already obviously not to your standard but uh yeah i mean you're one of the most people i see on my feed um (laughs) i feel like uh you have been the best at taking advantage of linkedin and i kind of want to hear more about how you look at linkedin versus how i look at it because obviously it's drastically different you've been posting pretty much daily for a while now um, so, what got you started on that? Man, I don't even remember what got me started, but I think it, it, it may have been Gary Vee. It may have been, I don't know, just a lot of people that were like, get a LinkedIn profile. Cause I originally got it when it was like, I was taking like an entrepreneur class and it was like, make a LinkedIn profile or like, here's how you get a job, you know, make a LinkedIn profile, fill it out, show all your skills for potential employers. That was what I originally made my LinkedIn profile for. And then I started seeing content where people were starting to use it as a social platform. I was never a big Twitter user. I was never a big text platform user. I was never big on Facebook. I was never big on anything like big on as in like, I didn't do it a lot. And so when LinkedIn came around and people were just shoving it down my throat as like the next thing, I was like, sure, let's go. So I started sending out some connection requests and finding people within companies that I liked and started following a bunch of people, following other content creators and, excuse me, trying to like get more involved in that community and just 
seeing what people were posting and just started engaging a little bit and by engaging and somebody would post something and I'm like yo this is awesome and just sharing my perspectives and my life stories and stuff and made a couple posts here and there and never really gained a lot of traction and then I started getting more involved in the community and more involved and posting more and more and more and it builds it builds bro uh it really does build like three to six likes and one to three comments on a LinkedIn post is fire engagement for that platform and that shows that you're doing really good because LinkedIn ain't got no no filter bro like if your post isn't good they'll show it to 14 people and you ain't got no engagement <laughs> yeah so I like LinkedIn for that reason and I started doubling down on it it is by far the place where I find the most of my clients but that is primarily because I'm selling b2b I'm selling to people that own businesses or market for businesses and that is the reason it works so well for me if you're a portrait photographer, it might work for you. If you are selling to a broader audience, maybe a celebrity audience or people with money that are willing to pay for somebody to travel to them, you might find it there. But um, for me, it's worked extremely well. Just sharing my experiences, connecting with other creatives has been super, super dope. I see it as like my version of Twitter. I get my, I get a lot of news from there because I see a lot of people posting about what's going on in the world. A lot of emotionally driven folks on that platform, so it's a little hard, but whatever. Yeah. I see it as like my Twitter almost. Gotcha. Gotcha. And how to kind of workshop, um, how does an opportunity how has an opportunity arised on there? How does that even work? Do they just like message you or how does that work? Both ways. Uh both me messaging people and, and them messaging me. So if you engage with people, they'll notice you and then if you're valuable, they'll reach out for the most part, you know. Uh, yeah. I, my first opportunity from LinkedIn came with the folks over at CrossNet. So there's a company called CrossNet. They make outdoor sporting goods products, and they started with a four-square volleyball net. And they are a sizable company. I think they're between like two and a half to three and a half million a year. So decent-sized company. And they were posting a lot. The founder, one of the founders, Chris Mead, posts a lot on there as like part of his personal brand. And he talks a lot about the business, what he's doing, what works, what doesn't, what he's working on. But occasionally, he makes a post asking for people to make content using his products. So he's like, hey, anybody want to make, you know, I'm looking for five people to send out this product to. So I said, what's up? Yeah. And uh, I made the content for free. He sent it to me. I actually, this was one of the videos that I scripted out today. I was going to be talking about this exact thing. Was uh, they sent me the product, no questions asked. He was like, yo, what's your address? I was like, really? Okay. Uh, so he sent me the product. I got two boxes. I got their H2O unit, which is their pool version of the volleyball product. And I got their soccer product, which is the Foursquare soccer game. Uh, a friend of mine was having a party like a week and a half later. There's going to be a ton of people and their whole friend group is like athletes and athletic people that are very energetic and good on camera. So I was like, perfect. So I said, hey, can I film? Just a heads up. I'm in Florida and it's storming like crazy. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. Holy yeah. hell. Uh, yeah. So if, if if I disappear, my Wi-Fi is gone, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just saw her. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to send that. you a clip. I'll have to send you a clip of a lightning bolt that went on during my podcast. It completely widened out my camera. It was insane. No, uh, I'll I'll wild. I'll send it to you. I'll send it. Bro, to you. Anyways, nuts. did you? Could you hear that through the mic? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, so yeah, loud. yeah. I was like, was bro, at first I thought it was coming through the camera. I got anxiety. Bro. I was like, what? 
It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm gonna die. So uh, they sent me the products. I went to the party and they were like, yeah, bro, film, let's go. So we filmed a bunch of content. And I just, I recorded a bunch of clips and stuff, made a video that was like a montage reel for the soccer, montage reel for the H2L and one single shot, like a full shot that it was just one parallax shot around the unit while people were playing to show people playing it in action. And those were, I had two per, uh, videos per product and some photos of each. And the, the guys were like, yo, like, this is the most fire stuff we've seen. We got three more products coming out. Can you shoot all the content for, for them? I was like, yes, sir. Yes, I can. <laughs> so um, they, they, I created a package for them. Uh, it was three videos, three 15-second videos, and five images per product. And they sent all the products. We put on a big shoot. And I, I was actually able to save a little bit of money by doing a much longer shoot. It was like a five-hour shoot. And I did two companies at once. So they had, actually, no, three. I'm sorry, three. We did CrossNet, their company, which they announced later, Good Sport, which is out now with Danny Duncan, and uh, this other company called Pull Punisher. We did all three of those those brands in one shoot. It was hectic, bro. I could do a whole fucking podcast just on that day alone. So much stuff went wrong, bro. I had a BTS <laughs> videographer that was supposed to be helping me with this stuff, not show up and not contact me at all. One of my videographers got in a car accident on the way there. Um, I had to, my location. I was supposed to be filming at four o'clock in the afternoon, and my location changed. My location canceled on me at seven in the morning. So I'm there six in the morning, seven in the morning, making phone calls, trying to get a new spot. Like, yo, this could, it was such a wild day. But um, so I filmed all that content, and they've been working us with us now for just over a year now. That's awesome. And what I noticed from that is you took an opportunity for free yeah free work bro could, it kills yeah for sure my 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 headspace would say like just using he's just using his product for free content like and i wouldn't go for something like that but that's just like a, a negative headspace i mean it just re really is um so I've, I've heard that a lot over the last few podcasts which is a good reminder you know i've been in the business for years and i feel like i deserve money now but um, I'm getting shut up. I'm like, no, everyone's it's how I felt. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I get it. No, that's insane. Yeah, I I shut down a lot of gigs because you know they were below me and uh, might not have been the best idea. Right? Yeah, we both learned. We both learned. You live as a man, but I still have a decent reputation and I've created good stuff. So I'm waiting for the people that see that, uh, and I'm also working on how to like tell the story better of like what we do so that people are like oh yeah that makes total sense all right take my money I'm like okay yeah yeah so that's really where your model of getting sent products recording and then that's kind of where that retainer model came and that's not what you're pursuing recently but that's kind of where that came from yeah so it's just easy because so i've i've continued to work with direct to consumer brands that are selling a physical product simply because they it's it's very simple for them to send a product and I can base everything around the product and then base the visuals we make of the product around the visuals that they want to represent the brand and it's it's a it makes sense to me a lot of people like service based a lot of people like other stuff I love physical product it's just very easy for me to conceptualize an entire concept around a thing I find that very easy in my brainstorming process 
then I went for the social media content and stuff like that. And now I've kind of drifted back. I'm like, I kind of want to focus on the bigger commercial projects. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've never got into the product space. It's been more, like I said, services with the with the tree service or whatever. But but that's pretty far. I like the physical product world because there's, it's very easy to measure. Like they put out an ad, it performs at you know two point three row or two yeah two point three x row as, and they made x amount of dollars. Okay, they can do that infinitely. Or this one tanked. So it's it's pretty easy to like measure. I like it because it it's also a. a it's kind of like a gut check because you send them an ad and they're like, this, like, this didn't work. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My yeah. bad, bro. Sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Can we try something else? Sure. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. What What do you got looking ahead for you? What's What's in your head goals-wise? Goals-wise? Yeah. I would like to continue to put more effort into becoming a person that is unshakable in his values and habitual desires. So when we go back to the idea of like getting to bed early, waking up early, eating good, going to the gym, I'd like to be a, I would like to become a person who is unshakable in those things and like no matter what those things get done my character to be unshakable you know it's funny uh hold on so i met you and you asked i asked you to send me a shirt and i didn't take pictures this is on the board that I keep right next to me. I only have a couple, like I have a lot of a lot of stuff, but most of it's mine. There's only a couple things that are other people's stuff up there, and they're all reminders of the type of person that I want to be. And this is up there for two reasons. One, as a reminder of who not to be for me when I didn't follow through. And two, because the idea of this level of person uh, the uh the personability or the 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 personal touch of this to your order yeah. was something that I wanted to remind myself of constantly of how can I add this to what I do how can I add something that makes people feel special like this yeah. did yeah. to my stuff so it's a reminder of character and it's a and it's a set it's setting an expectation for what I want to do um yeah so that that is up there and that That's stays awesome. on my board all the time that's awesome. Becoming somebody, becoming somebody that when something crazy happens, the people who know me aren't surprised. That's what I'm working towards right now. And that, that comes with some of the things that, you know, might seem psychotic right now with the ice baths and the pushing myself ridiculously hard. Um, but for me, it really matters. Projects-wise, work-wise, I've been putting a lot of effort into the YouTube channel, uh, long-form content primarily, and I want to. I, I would like to continue with that. I'm going to yeah. continue with that. Work-wise, there's not a lot happening right now. Uh, little odds and ends type work, but no real big, 
big projects on the horizon. I'm not 100% sure why that is. I'm just trying to learn and figure out, figure out where I can find more people like that. Yeah. That's what I got going for me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fun. That's fun. Dang. Dude, 16-year-old Isaac, I don't know where the heck he saw the Polaroid thing, but, like, man, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm like, I want that mindset because I haven't seen anything like that. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I want to do stuff like that. No. Yeah, bro. It was uh it was cool. It was cool getting getting that with uh with everything. I was like, shoot. Like that Polaroid, like that mattered. You know, that was cool. Right. Yeah, big time. No. Definitely definitely even for ourselves, I'm just trying to build my character so that if I ever do anything unexpected for me, it will never throw me off of my daily things. You know? Mm-hmm. Let's say I get handed this big opportunity tomorrow. What if it's like so big, it just like shakes me and I lose all my habits? Um, that would destroy me. You know, I need to be able to hold these habits with these things that are coming for me. So what I like about you saying that is that you're, you're wanting to be unshakable, even if the things are good that are coming at you, um, for sure. But 100%. that's good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. It's been it's been dope. Um <laughs> excited to put it out. It'll actually I'm I'm not in any sort of schedule right now, so it'll literally be up this next Monday. So that'll be dope. That? But yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. But thank you so much Super for coming on and talking for a bit. Um hundred percent, bro. Tend that throat. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bro. I appreciate that. I would love to. I would love to do another one of these where we can really dive deep into a lot of like. I think. I think there's a lot of value uh, in, in worldviews. I think there's a lot of value in, perspectives. A lot of value yeah. in getting much deeper in different topics. You know, we got surface yeah. level, but, um, it would be cool to to dive in even even deeper and really talk about some some stuff that people might call conspiracy. You know, you might have for sure that. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. Um, continue, like I said, I'm a resource. We do very similar things. Um, Want to keep in touch with you. Uh, Likewise, man. I, I'm a, I'm a random texter. I love just throwing out random texts every <laughs> once in a while. So you'll be saying. getting a few of those. So yeah. Anyway, uh, get to bed, get slept up, get feeling better. Appreciate you. Hell yeah, brother.